Pico, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzon. We start with Syracuse football. Eric Dungy expected to return to the field Saturday against UConn. The SU quarterback left Saturday's win against Florida State after a rubber bead from the turf got in his eye, causing blurred vision. Also, the Orange opened up as a 27-and-a-half-point favorite over UConn. It's the largest spread the Orange is favored by since being favored by 44 against Buffalo back in the year 2000. Syracuse won that game 63-7. The Mets beat the Phillies 9-4. Michael Conforto had a big night, driving in six runs and hitting a home run in the ninth. And on Monday Night Football, the Bears beat the Seahawks 24-17 behind a dominant defensive performance. The Bears sacked Russell Wilson six times and picked up a fourth-quarter pick, six, and strip sack. Okay. I'm Joe Salzone. The da- I- Thank you, Seth. I'm Joe Salzone. The Daniel Baldwin show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry. Do you want to Daniel talk Ball over the open? This is Anthony Munoz, and you're you listening to the Daniel Baldwin time. Show. At any time you can talk. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Ah! 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 <laughs> yes. Ah! Big for loud for You just scared the living ass out of me. Good. I jumped Glad. and knocked a button off the board. Holy let's, crap. Let's, let's go right to it. And the fabulous Joe Salzone, who doing our updates, will sit in because he loves to see Paulie get With tortured. strip steak update. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I'm home, and I'm looking up some stuff, and I'm watching the uh, Chicago game, which, by the way, <clears throat> I won. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Well done. About time. Um, and uh, and I get a text from Forrest, Neil Bodicker. Hey. Uh, Neil texts me. and and said, He is. He's huge. <laughs> so he texts me, hey, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be there the next couple of days. And so that's all it says. And so I text him back, what are you talking about? Thinking, is the kid okay? Is something wrong? Well, Paulie told me not to come in because I have too many hours. I offered for Paulie for me to come in free, and he said no. So the poor kid, he he feels terrible that he's not here. This is his life. This is his field he's of dreams. He's still working today, though. This like, is he his, is? What's he doing? He's got to work the Yankee game. Do you think any of that running the board or any of that matters? It Compared to doing this show and actually getting live on the mic, this look, they're, they're, people hang a dream catcher through the entryway to their home because they want to catch their dreams. I want to catch you're the dream, You're the dream snatcher. <laughs> you snatch. You snatch. Oh, we have a, we've got a call with no one answering the phone today cause, oh. cause, because because Neil's not here. We've got a call. Should we answer that call? Yeah. Should we see what that is? Y- yes. Hello and welcome to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Can you identify yourself, caller, please? Um, this is Forrest Gump. <laughs> hey, hey, Forrest. How you doing, Forrest? Forrest, tell me, what are you doing this morning that you're home and not working? Um, I was told not to come in yesterday. Wow. 
the correct answer it was. It wasn't yesterday, <laughs> and you were told not to come you, back. You were told. For, it's for, been for on the schedule for two weeks that you are working these days. Neil, Neil I, I, I sympathize with you, Neil. And I want, I want to know, is Paulie taking away your field of dreams, your lifelong dream by doing this to you? Yes, I cried myself to sleep last night. Wow. Wow. That's strong. Neil is strong in you, man. I hugged my Eli pillow extra tight <laughs> last night. So, so you offered to come in without pay. You offered to come in because of how important this show is to you. Is that correct, Neil? That is correct. Take a, take us through it, Neil. I mean, so when he tells you you can't come pursue your dream, <laughs> where, where where does one go with that? I mean, I I can't imagine if my father or an associate told me I couldn't be on TV or be in films or be. I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like to have someone strip you of your dream. What are you doing today was, that you're not working? Are you eating cornflakes by the box? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just killing time before class. I was supposed to come in this afternoon to board up, but the Yankee game got moved, so I'm just killing time right now. A second dream destroyed oh by Paul. I'm volunteering yep, a at a dream. soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so in, 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 I literally want to know, while you're not here being productive, advancing your career, and pursuing your dream... What are you doing? What do you do to kill time? Are you on? Are you are you playing video games? Tell uh, the truth. No, I'm, I'm watching first take. And did you play video games? God at all forbid today? you listen to the Daniel Baldwin show, Forrest. Yeah, I'm watching something better than this. And you know the really screwed up thing? We had such a great birthday present thing set up for you with Odell Beckham calling into the show tomorrow. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It's the only day you can do a, it. A third dream. A third dream he killed. A third dream he killed. <laughs> Neil, thank you very much for being so highly responsive and emotional on the call. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 can, I can feel your presence not here right now, Neil. I can. I my can feel Oscar your presence. Oscar award-winning performance. <laughs> I don't feel like I need to defend myself, but I'm going to. Okay. I got a radio station to run. Wait. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I can't have overtime. I can't have, you know. I, I need said him to I'd do come other in for free. This is like the end of that baseball movie the I SU watched game. on the airplane the other day. I, there was a ba who, who's the guy who played for the Cubs? He hit three thousand hits, and they found out he didn't hit three thousand, and he had to go back at forty five uh, and play. The, uh, <laughs> what was the, the, oh, the Cedric the Entertainer. Right, right, what the right. Hell was that? Mr. Three Thousand. Right. So, so I'm watching this movie, and at the very end, of course, he bunts the ball for his three thousandth <laughs> hit and doesn't get it to hit and takes it for the team to win their last game. Isn't that really what's happening right here? I mean, you're not that guy. You don't know how to lay down the bunt and win for the team. Here's Forrest, bleeding, bleeding galaxy blood for you, and you just, you don't care. I'm you're already getting to work on the Forrest Kaepernick image where it says, believe right. in something even if Paul right. says I can't that's do right. it. That's, that's, and we'll put, and we'll put, that's brilliant. Yeah. And we'll put him out there with it. We'll put, we'll put Forrest out there with a big giant yeah. fro uh -huh. and an overcoat walking, walking, yeah. the, walking the streets of Armory Square. I'm I believe it's in great. something. Even now, if Paulie says I can't. If we don't it's do one week. <laughs> if we don't do a parody of this and have Forrest have Forrest on the Game Boy at home no. and then walk in the streets in the trench coat. Forrest, are you in? And he even hung up on him. Uh. He's even getting some airtime. He's not getting airtime. Can't even call in. All right, this is gonna be classic. Are you listening, Forrest? Call in again, Forrest. He's not, it's a two-minute delay. You'll never hear from. Uh, That's right. I, I went back to first take. 
Do you have it's any... my second time on the now, first now, you, you are a seasoned veteran uh-huh. of radio, Mr. Sazon. Do, yes. do you have Joe's any feelings been, about this? No, I, 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 I'm going to defend Paulie on this. I, I, I get where he's coming from. You know, he's got uh, he got in trouble last year for having too much overtime. A lot of it was me. Uh, so I, I I get it. I mean, Paulie has a, a bottom line to, uh, to worry about. <laughs> Plus, Paulie doesn't like getting yelled at by his boss. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> does, he, does he rip you up in that? In those, you had a staff meeting today. Uh, sometimes, some, yeah, like yeah. When the overtime hours for the year come out, usually it's a it's a paddling. Okay, so here's yeah. the part. Here's the part that's going to be really funny for our listeners and for me. Um, so Forrest works if he works two more hours tomorrow, today and tomorrow. What in overtime? Are we talking about fourteen dollars? He gets another fourteen dollars. Correct? Uh, just, just tell me, what, what's what's the number? He goes into Forest Golden Time. The guy makes $8 <laughs> an hour. So, he makes that so, much? <laughs> right, right. What does he make an hour? Minimum wage? Um, Not uh, even? Gonna, right, well, okay, but I'm saying... That's what he makes? Okay, what do you mean? Because <laughs> then I got other board ops listening and stuff. No, I'm not talking about... Okay. I'm clearing 400 grand a year. <laughs> exactly. There, there's my point, exactly. We are talking about having him here from 8 to 11, three hours, at another $2.50 an hour. You also... he, he, he Is it not like less than $3 an hour to have him here? I'll pay it. What's I'll it? pay it. Take it out of my huge pay, which, by the here's, way, I make more in one minute on a movie than I make in a week here. And one he, minute. Here's the other thing. He still has Yankee games to do this week uh-huh. and the SU football game, so he would be more than two hours over. Put the kid on the, on the couch. Put him on the couch sleeping the in your office. Couch? Something. Ooh. Oh wow. my God! It's a fantasy come true. <laughs> oh, Odell Sebelia. <laughs> no, and yeah, I'm not discussing casting. what he makes. Case. Where does your mind go? The casting couch. I don't know. I just heard, uh, where it goes when I go home. Every day. <laughs> the casting couch. Um, do you have auditions for the show with with interns and stuff that we don't know about over at his house? Can you see a line of people at his door going, Weinstein. next, please? The Weinstein abort? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can make He's, your minimum wage career come true. I, I, I do want an answer to this question, though, so we don't have to reveal what he makes. If he works three hours of overtime in a day... How many more dollars? We don't have to give reveal his salary, but we're talking about three dollars more an hour or something, right? No, I think it doubles, right? Doesn't it double your pay? All right, so we're talking six more dollars an hour. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I think it's it, uh, if I remember, I think it's time and a half. Time and a half, yeah, right. So we're talking about another five dollars. <laughs> I am I am paid an even twenty four thousand dollars a year, and when that hits, that's uh, no matter how many hours I put. In. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing it again. I am not getting the paddling. I'm not getting the panel in this year. I run a radio station. My life doesn't revolve around Forrest Gump. I, well, it should. But, but, but something, something that is very telling is the fact that he is, if this was his whole, he'd be listening to the show right now. And I said call back, and he's not listening to the show. He's not listening. He's hard no. listening to the show. He's, he's on listen, the Game Boy. I'm, I'm telling listening you. to Levitard. <laughs> <laughs> he's tuned in via satellite to listen I, to Levitard. I'm a guest on Levitard today. <laughs> right. I can't call in. Working for Baldwin sucks. <laughs> I sent my resume out. He'll pay me. That's right. He wants the Odell personal assistant yeah. job. Unbelievable. I apologize. I've hired two other board ops this week. I had a couple people quit. And now, do you I, have to teach uh, Griffin? Is Griffin going to learn how to operate the board? 
Uh, I would like to if he wants hours, yeah. So, yeah, man, light the kid up. He's yeah, ready to go. I'll give him a job. Yeah, this is my uh, sister Jane's son came in. He's going to start the more, the more, The more people I've got able to work the board, the more we get to spend time with Gump. Well, I feel very unsatisfied with the explanation here, knowing that this is really, and I think Joe's right, it's time and a half. So I don't have to give away the guy's salary. Minimum wage in the state of New York is about 10 bucks. So you're talking about five, for 15 more dollars, we could have had Gump that's here. A, that's a horrible way to look at it. Why is it a horrible way to because look at it? Because I have eight board ops, right? And they all work hours, and when everybody's hours are adding up, I have to disperse them equally, and it's there's it's more than him. And really, when you put a number like that on it, I mean that's an extra value meal. I don't know if I, I don't know if Forrest is worth more than an extra value <laughs> meal to me. That's fifteen bucks. It is, you know, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a large fry. I and don't a stand large corrected spray. yet, but I am taking this under consideration. Yeah. I want you to know. And, you put a dollar, number and it's on. not my money to spend. But you have to also look at. Um, well, there's two categories here to look at. We'll wind this up and we'll come back after the break. But it, it, here, here's where, where I'm going with it. Number one, there's the guy that lays down the bunt who you clearly are not that guy. You're not the guy that takes one for the team. You're swinging for the fences and working on your own self-promotion for sure. Because That's BS. It, that's not true. That, that, that's not true. No, if say? Gump was worth the bunt, I would have bunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're missing something. Field of, field of dreams Gump. Yeah. Field of dreams. And, and really, in reality, we've just spent 15 minutes busting on Gump without paying him. So really, that's a win. <laughs> we would have just done we, this I with think, him sitting here quietly. I think we owe him some money. Yeah, I think I we do. do. Everyone pony up a buck for when Gump How comes in. How dare you oh, use yeah, my okay, likeness. And so before we go to break, we Andy another, won we last minute. night. And he won last yeah, night. So he, picked he, the, he, he picked the Bears. He and I both had the Bears. Yeah. Thank you very much. That pulls me in the lead, I believe. And Gump was a game behind me. So uh, that puts me as the clear leader. That would put me at, uh, yes, thank you very much, four and two. You'd be tied with me, mister. Uh, I'm, I was four and one going in. Okay. Okay. Puts me clearly as a leader. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's another thing. With this camera. Yeah. Okay, so we're showing edge of frame is beyond Polly. Yeah. Uh, we need to tighten it up. We can't see anyone's face. So that, there's one thing I want to figure out how to do with you today. Okay. Um, or add an additional camera, or do something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what to do. <laughs> the other thing that's so brilliant, you can't see anything on that board. I realized that when I pulled that, that video for you yesterday. You look we at the board. We might need to put it closer. Well, that or we have to make things a little thicker how and black. Come, and how come when it said Polly P sitting down, it was clear as day? Yeah, that was clear as day. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, was, it was more centered toward the window, yeah. so it was more in uh, view of the camera. I used a thicker marker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what it apparently yeah, yeah, needs yeah. to. Yeah. We need to put some color in there. We need, yeah. I mean, it, okay. it's so lame. It's just a big white backdrop. So there's a, <laughs> let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about what's happening in the sports world, I hope. Catch the Drivers Village High School Football Game of the Week presented by Pathfinder Bank Fridays and Saturdays all season long. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. And we're back. And joining us, say hello, brother. Josh from the Daily Orange. Josh What's up, guys? Well, I was letting the listeners know. No, but, but I'm let, I want him to do his own self-introduction. How would you do your own self-introduction? Ready? And on the mic now is... Josh Schaefer. How we doing, Daniel? There you go, baby. Like See? He likes throwing in Schaefer, let people identify who he is. He, 
You're okay, dead so to me. You're, dead to, you're dead to me today. From the Daily from You're the daily dead orange. to me today. <laughs> dead to me oh, today. nothing to do with you. I don't so, know. So let's go right into it, Josh. Uh, everybody wants to know what's the condition of uh, Dungey. He's, we've got reports that he got a, B, a rubber BB from the turf in his eye. He got poked in the eye. He got, what's going on with, with Eric Dungey? So as far as what specifically happened to the eye, I I haven't heard... I definitely haven't heard from him that it was a rubber turf ball. So unless I hear that from him, I'm not taking that as it's absolutely 100% what happened. <clears throat> something happened to his eye. Dino suggested after the game that it could have been something in a pile. Daniel, you've obviously been in piles. You know what happens. You know? Well, I thought he got, I thought he got, uh, um, I thought he got roughed on the play, and then he got poked in the eye. was the initial report we got at, right. at the game. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was on that. It wasn't on that hit, though. Oh, really? The late hit wasn't... Dino said the late hit was not what brought Eric out of the game. He said that Dungey had had uh, blurred vision before that. And All right, so let's spice it up. So Dungey was shot in the eye from the stands by a BB, right. by, by some fan. It was actually a fan with a laser pointer. There you go. They, put, like it, it. they put it in his eye. And fried his eye with a laser. It, his eye is supposed to be... The bottom line, his eye is supposed to be fine now. Now, so it's like, oh, now no here's concern. where I have the issue. How did he coincidentally get to, like, you know, I know they had to do the concussion protocol, but how did he coincidentally get taken out at that moment? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did that? Yeah, if it wasn't run? the eye on the late hit, he got pulled he after not, that. Did so. he not he, complain that was his about last the, play of the game? Did right. he not complain about his eye prior to that? Um, like, I, I'm not that you would know, but yeah. I would. I, yeah, I mean, I know that it seems like with him and Bavers, they just kind of go back and forth, and Dungey always wants to play. So then that hit finally takes him out of the game, at least, to do the concussion protocol. And then Bavers has more of an opportunity to hold him out, I guess, would probably be what I'd take out of that. Because right? when I was at the game, I can look down at the bench, and from what it looked to me was he got the the concussion protocol, and they cleared him, and he put his helmet back on, and he walked over, and then he never went back in. So right. it was kind of strange. Well, I would imagine that I, I'm I'm guessing I'm speculating on this, but I would imagine that if he cleared the concussion protocol, because I saw the same thing you did. I saw a late hit. They want to make sure they also know the nature of the kid is that he wants to play, so he's a tough kid. But I think they looked at his eye. So one of the things you do in a concussion protocol is make sure that the eye can focus. They do the thing. Yeah, with they the did finger, the flashlight. Right, all of it. So. If he had a big red mark in his eye or something that looked <laughs> right. weird, they're looking at their quarterback for the next nine weeks, and they're probably saying, yeah, you know what, you better sit down. The good news, only good news that came from this, is the backup comes in and plays really well and throws up 21 points? What did he throw up? Uh, well, technically it was 27, because Dungey came out mid-drive, and then they kicked the field goal. Right. So that would be three points under DeVito. So it would be 27 points that they scored with wow. a quarterback. Wow. He looked very good. He did look good. And uh, I, the biggest thing there was just he looked more confident than he looked the first couple of weeks, which I think is fair. But you can't really expect him to be confident the first two times he goes out there, his first couple snaps at college football. But he threw that first ball to Custis on that corner route right when mm-hmm. he came in. He dropped that thing in there. He, yeah. dro- he dropped that in over his shoulder, like right on the sideline. And I was like, ooh, that, that's got to make Tommy DeVito feel good right now. Yeah. For sure, when you come out there and, and you smoke a nice pass like that. And they clearly, if the spread holds up and everything, they're going to have to, he's got to get more reps in, in this game coming up, right? Yeah, I mean, 
that's kind of the interesting thing is if Dungy is hurt at all, does he play? Because Syracuse is going to crush UConn, whether Tommy DeVito is the quarterback or Eric Dungy is the quarterback. I think that they could be just fine. So I think it's an interesting question of do you just sit Dungy another week and let him well, prepare for Clemson? Well, now you open the Pandora's box of another whole host of things that we need to talk about, about the physical condition of Eric Dungy and what's really revealed to us. You uh, were very astute in your observation, Josh, of the fact that <clears throat> when Dungy walks off the field from time to time, his throwing arm is is kind of it's kind of it's got like a drop. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, dangling he drags it a little bit. Right, so yeah. the explanation given to me by you and by and and by the staff is that he received some type of a cut on his shoulder, like a helmet cut or a face mask or something, cut him under his shoulder pad on his throwing shoulder during the Western Michigan game. So if this was a cut, if we're to buy this story. Um, is he aggravating it by cut? But you know, is it something that's stitched up? Or because this is a long time for a cut to be be showing evidence. You know, weeks later, if it's just a cut, so one would look at that and say, are they not telling us something about what's going on with his shoulder? If that's the case, then they should sit him against UConn. My feeling is they're going to give him the hook quickly. But he's going to probably start against UConn, so they're going to let him throw for his two, his first quarter, quarter and a half, and light up whatever he lights up, and then they're going to get him out of there. Yeah, he's that had was- that bandage on since Western. It's it's like a bandage. You can see it even mm-hmm. watching on TV. You can, it looks like a kind of like that athletic tape that uh, athletes wear when they have like a sore muscle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what it looks like on a shoulder, and that's been there. If that's bothering him at all, I think it'd be wild to play him, but. I think you're right. He probably plays, throws a couple touchdowns, gets out. DeVito does the same thing in Syracuse rolls. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw him play for, particularly it, it will depend on how much they line him up. So if he throw, if the first three possessions they go down the field and score and they're up 21 nothing, he's, he's going to be out. It would be stupid to play him. Unless you're padding him because, of course, he's on the Daniel Baldwin Heisman watch. So, so well, you might you might let him stay in for a whole half and throw you know for forty five six touchdowns. Yeah. God, what do you got? You it, want to talk? It, Go. It's just it's just this the Daniel Baldwin Heisman watch, but like who else's Heisman watch is? It? Okay, well I'm I'm just I'm just a fat old actor, and, uh, <laughs> and but I will but we I will, and I'm but, just a dumb college student. But, like, <laughs> but, but but I will tell you when I say again right now ESPN Heisman watch. Okay, so let's put that in so it's not just me saying it. ESPN Heisman Watch. And let's see the list that comes up. And you'll see that Dungy is in 10th position on the Heisman Watch. So I, I, you know, I don't make it up. This is updated. Here it is. Kyle Murray, Oklahoma. Uh, the uh, How the hell do you say? Tua Tapavilogi Kogogi yeah. over a sophomore at Alabama. Will Greer, West Virginia. Dwayne Haskins, QB, Ohio State. Ed Oliver, Houston, Jr. Justin Hebert, Oregon. Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin. Trace McSorley, Penn State. A.J. Dillon, Boston College. Mikkel Hardin, Georgia. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, Jr., Colorado. Eric Dungy. Syracuse. So, so until you got to Colorado on the second to last one, I was going to say one is not like the other. All those other teams are ranked. Yeah. Right. Listen, listen, listen. So my point is, Dungy 
last week by throwing for 75 yards and having to come out of the game for an injury. Not right. his fault. Not his fault at all. Right. But those other teams are in the national conversation. Okay. So that player gets way more so, attention. So, Dungy doesn't. Dungy needs to create his own attention. Basically. So when they're assembling the Olympic 100 meter finals, they put no one cares who's going to finish tenth. They put there you go. <laughs> they put they put bolts. They put this guy, and then they got some guy from Zimbabwe we've never heard of. Why? Because he had the tenth qualifying time. So I'm sure there's some type of equation that they put together that it's a division one team that plays some nationally ranked teams like Syracuse which they qualify they play against Clemson oh, yeah. they play so it, it is a an ACC team and the kid has thrown he ran for 200 yards in this first game 200 not a hundred mm-hmm. but 200 that definitely vaulted him as a as a quarterback running for that right into the discussion. It's just a discussion. Is he going to win the Heisman? No, he would have to throw for four or five against Connecticut and beat Clemson. Now, if he beats Clemson again and throws for two or three touchdowns, he's suddenly all of you are going to go, holy crap, Eric Dungy's number four. Can we well, put you down for that one? I'm, I'm not saying he's okay. going to but, beat Clemson. I'm saying, but again, it doesn't take him from nowhere in the conversation at 29, and then suddenly, if listen, if this guy throws for three touchdowns against Clemson and lose sixty-two to twenty-eight, he's still in the conversation. He's still well, in the conversation. Yeah, but that—that's doing it against good teams, and then he should right. be in the conversation. Right now, he's—I I find it hard to I discuss did, him. I didn't make the list. I didn't the, make the list. Made the I just list looked is an it up. Idiot. Well, I'm so, okay. Well, that's your your parent company here <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> And when we make the move to Bristol, don't worry, officers, we don't have to it bring would, him with us. It would be, it, it's not the first time I've worked with idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I have a UConn question for you. Tell me. So I was debating this yesterday. The spread opened at 27 half for Syracuse. Mm-hmm. You say that you kind of know what you're doing when it comes to the gambling points. Well, I, can give you, I can give you an equation about this, depending upon the question, but go ahead. So just like... Would it be absurd to take Syracuse at twenty seven and a half? Yes. I just feel like the spread's too high. Like, can you bet on a spread that's that high at twenty seven and a half? So, so there's three bets you can make here. Three plays you can make. They're not bets. And 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 you're doing the last one, which is one of the hardest ones to do. You take Syracuse and lay the twenty seven and a half. You take UConn and take twenty seven and a half. Now I'm going to tell you the rule of thumb by which you take an underdog. Never, ever, ever take an underdog that you don't think can win the game outright. Ever. I'll tell you why. Because they're not playing to win the game. So you're assessing the game based on their players that they have and what you think they can do. Even when you see Oklahoma over so-and-so by 48, and you go, I got to take 48. That's two and a half touchdowns. No. Because the coaching staff may not play this game the same way late in the third quarter. They're going to yank everybody, and, and they were already bad enough. Now he's going to not feed his guys to the Wolves and doesn't care if they score 59 points more because he's not playing his starters. Never take a team that can't win the game. And number three is the hardest thing of all to do in gambling, and that is don't bet the game. If it's in any question to you, why would you bet it? It is a a, a large number. If I was to bet it 10 times, I'd, take, I'd lay the 27 and a half and I'd take Syracuse because I don't believe that Connecticut in 10 games this season could beat Syracuse once. I don't. I don't think they could win the game. So I don't think they're going to play the game to win. I think by the end of the first quarter, in 10 consecutive games, Syracuse is up by 14 or more. So two touchdowns in the first quarter, they're going to be up by in this game. You want, mark my words. Even if they're only up by 10, that means they're going to win the game by 40 if they continue on that path. Right. So the answer is, yeah, just don't bet the game if it's any doubt, because UConn can't win it, for sure. Because I, I was just thinking, 
As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and go out right now and tell you, I'm taking Syracuse minus 27 and a half. But they, 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 will, be, they will beat UConn by more than 30. They will. I think they know, and I, and I hate to say this because I think it's a factor, I think that the coaching staff, the players, everyone knows, they're vaulted into the, they've got a couple of votes. If they wipe UConn out, they're number 25 or 24 in the nation this year, and they break into the top 25 That's an interesting again. point. That and, they're and not they, going to take their foot off the gas. They're not going to take their foot off the gas because yeah. they got Clemson the next week. And, and, and you know what? The chances after what they did to Clemson last year of Clemson taking their foot for a second off the gas against Syracuse, Clemson wants to beat Syracuse by 70 so bad next week. They do. They're, and they're probably going to leave their starters in there for a while. So, you know, and I don't think, I don't think that Syracuse is absolutely doesn't have a chance. Again, let's see what the spread in the Syracuse Clemson game is. If you don't think Syracuse could beat Clemson, you're crazy because no one thought they could beat them last year either. They weren't even supposed to be the number two team in the nation, and they beat them outright. So watch out because Syracuse could be Clemson for sure. I'd be interested to see what that spread opens up at. I'm going to say that that spread is going to be 19. I was going 21. I'm going to say 19 is the spread in that game. We see, bet that, on, that's we bet on everything. Well, well, but remember something. The weird thing about football is how you coach depending upon what the score is, too. It's like I'm trying to tell you about why you don't take a dog that gets a lot of points because you're coaching differently if you're down by 30. You, 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 the game's over. So what happens opening kickoff? The kid from Clemson fumbles the ball. We pick it up. We run into the end zone, and he throws a pick six in the first minute, and Syracuse is up 14 nothing. Now add the 19 onto it. No one's right. no one no one's coaching it based on the gambling spread. They're coaching it based on the game. Holy crap! We're down by fourteen against Syracuse at home. That could happen in a minute. In a minute, it could happen. Right. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. I'm so excited. It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin show. Hey now. NFL Hall of Famers have threatened to boycott the induction ceremony until the NFL provides health insurance and annual salaries for their Hall of Famers. This was signed by a letter obtained by ESPN by names like Joe Namath, Jerry Rice, <laughs> Deion Sanders, Bruce Smith, on and on and on, claiming they put their bodies through so much and now some of them can't sleep at night, their bodies ache, they want some kind of insurance and annual income. Wow. Well, I, I mean, my mind starts spinning about how if you're a guy who is in, I mean, and, and maybe this is not true of some of the old, old guys, but if you're a guy who made it to the Hall of Fame, didn't you make a lot of money when you played, probably? And I'm more worried about the guy who didn't get into the Hall of Fame that played for 10 years that has no health insurance that needs the extra help. You want to pay a salary to the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. Those guys get money to show up for events. They get paid for appearances. If you're Joe Namath and you speak at a college, mm-hmm. you get six figures. Yeah. So uh, not that they're not deserving of, of you know having health insurance, I would think, but... Man, I'm much more concerned about the guy who didn't go to the Aren't Hall of Fame. Aren't they doing it on behalf of everyone? Yeah, though? are they doing it for all the players or just the Hall of Famers? Because if it's oh, yeah, for all the players... He read it like it was Hall of Famers. Yeah. It's all, my list, my thing only says Hall of Famers. It's, the the, the yeah. list that I see says, the letter outlines the total cost for every Hall of Famer to have health insurance is less than $4 million. I don't think it's every former player. I think it's just Hall of Famers. Well, Joe Namath's worth $18 million, So why, like, why can't, doesn't he fork over the four? 
You know? Yeah, and, and I think he's worth eighteen million because he doesn't push it and go out there. But he's got a book coming out, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, we talked about maybe having him on the show. I know Joe a long time. I got a great Joe Namath story to tell you. We will, uh, <clears throat> we'll, we will keep efforting, Mister Namath. But I can call uh, Joe. You know, I, I think that that should be a thing that the NFL does for all its players. Yeah. I think that's been something that yeah. has been argued for a long time. Right? Let's let's put that well, well n- none of us I don't think believe it's a so what. But let's put that on Gump when he gets when he when he gets back to work in a month or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, or and, Thursday. And, or, or, <laughs> and, and let him research what the what the actual thing is cuz I find it hard to believe that Barry Sanders doesn't want his teammates that don't have insurance. I think maybe it's just the way it's written. So, it's not a so what though. He says, uh, one of the, in the letter, it says, the time has come for us to be treated as part of the game we've given so much to. Until our demands are met, the Hall of Famers will not attend the annual induction ceremony in Canton. Currently, NFL players receive three to five, $6,000 every season in uh, a month for every year they played in the NFL. So they take, they get three to 5000 a month for, if you played six years, you get six years worth so as the nfl pension so it seems pretty i'm reading weak, the full right? letter right here they're only isn't that pretty weak yeah you're getting six thousand months a month to do nothing after making 400 if you're minimum you make it you made 400 over six years it's a pretty good yeah it's a pretty good living I, although the health insurance thing is important like they need they need to get the players health Care. This is. I'm reading the entire letter right now. It is just Hall of Famers. It is just Hall of Famers. It says the mistreatment of NFL Hall of Famers who are often exploited as unpaid ambassadors for the sport contrasts how Major League Baseball treats its former players. A baseball player who has appeared on a Major League roster for one day is entitled to health insurance for the rest of his life. A player employed in a roster for th- 43 days gets a lifelong pension. So they're comparing it to Major League Baseball, saying they want theirs. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I think I think they should spread the wealth out a little bit. Le'Veon Bell's having a good time. Yesterday, TMZ spotted him in Miami on a jet ski. It's not a so what. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> Why would you pick him? <laughs> I had, all right. So I had the second pick, and I didn't know what to do with oh, it because Todd Gurley went first, and I was like, "Oh, like, pick. I got to take Le'Veon Bell." You know what's really so I'm scary about that? Back. What is that? You know. This again, I can relate everything to the Pauly Gump situation. Here's a guy who has to look his teammates in the eyes. Now, I, I mean, I've not been an NFL football player and been in that locker room, but I've been in those locker rooms before, and I know quite a few of those guys, particularly that played 20 years ago. And I've got to think that the longer this goes on, the more hated this guy's going to be. And let's take a look at something else. Pittsburgh is not won a game yet, and they're oh, going, one and one, and they're going to Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay has proven already they're not a joke right now in Tampa Bay. They they can light it up, and Pittsburgh's defense has not been yeah. great. Well, here this is where I think it's hurt in Bell is the Steelers have put up fifty six points in two games without him. You know, it, right. so people are looking at this and saying, you know, yes, he's the best running back in the league. Well, he the, was the best running the back. The Steelers in the are now actually when you think about it, he was the best. He's yeah. not a running back in the league right now. Yeah, Steelers. So. The Steelers are fine without him. I think offensively. I say go with Connor. He doesn't have a lot of leverage at this point. Yeah. I feel like two weeks into the season, what's going to change in the contract negotiations with him and yeah. the Steelers right now? I can't say the name of the people, but I remember there was a famous, famous, Mark, listen to how I'm saying this, famous linebacker for the New York Giants. And he was 
carrying on with a lot of antics and a lot of stuff. And this is when I was at the height of my knowing these guys and hanging around with these guys and going to golf tournaments with them. And there were murmurs, even though he was the best defensive player in the game, that they might have to let him go because he was such a bad influence on people and such a cancer in the locker room sometimes. You're going to get to a point where if they don't get this done really soon, it might be irreparable the damage that's done amongst the players. Hey, if you don't want to block for a guy and you don't want to play with a guy, you know, you better be the quarterback or somebody like that that you just can deal with the fact that you don't like him and you don't hang out with him. But a running back's a little bit different, and and I'm going to tell you, this has to get done this week, or I think they're going to trade him. I think that they would trade him. Could you imagine him hurting himself on the jet ski? Right. Well, that's what we were, I was discussing that earlier on the morning show. It's like, could, could he be, there is no contract, but could he be in breach of contract for screwing around on a jet ski? I don't think so, but and I think if he himself? got hurt, he's yeah. not getting paid. You know, so you would think that he'd be smart enough. Well, here, here's the other thing. So it, it, it's the same as Odell Beckham being having a picture taken of himself with a pile of blow next to him. If that's what that substance was, Hardy. in the picture. you think mm. maybe you'd look over and go, "Hey, could you not take that picture? Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah, could you put the, the camera down, the the phone down, because you wouldn't. You'd think that if he wanted to do have fun, it wouldn't be something out at a public beach where he could be filmed during the middle. Because oh, yeah. that's nothing but a big throw your middle finger up at my teammates too. By the way, it is. Yeah, I'm you're, mad. You're, you're... I'm mad if I see that and I go. You should be running, training, getting ready to go, and not get hurt when you do. If you're serious about this, so I don't know. And if it's you not, go, oh, and if you got two losses to start the season, the odds are you don't make. The I got playoffs. news for you. You can hit your hot take button right now. They're going to lose to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's going to beat them at home. I think they are. I think Pittsburgh loses. That take was so hot. Put on SPF 50 to protect your skin. Now back to the show. <laughs> Busy day yesterday for Josh Gordon. During our show, we uh, talked about how the the Browns dropped him because he was tardy and not himself. Uh, they were kind of Im- implying that he was on some kind of drugs. Well, by the end of the day, he was then a, now a New England Patriot. Now, what does that mean? It means the Patriots will inherit his $790,000 salary, which means that the Browns don't have to pay termination pay. And uh, he isn't going to be until 2019. He's going to be a patriot it's very patriot like they're they're going to be good again yeah. they always, they you, th- always... you think he's good in new england yes do you see brady's take on it what do you say he's like thank god please yeah oh the, the patriots have no receivers none yeah. none yes. so he's already talked tom brady has come out and made a comment about it and said he welcomes him to the team and he is going to utilize his skills they need him and you know what they need him. Will he behave? That's a whole other story. But you know but that that's that that's been part of the 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 mystique of playing up in New England, um, and and playing for this coach. So he, you know, going there, you're not going to get away with that. And listen, their tight end is not this most stellarly behaved person in the world. But he has Gronkowski. If you imagine if he was a Raider, imagine what would happen to his career. You know. He could have gotten himself in a lot of trouble playing for other teams. But because he played up there and he knows what Belichick will tolerate and he knows the type of clean Marine Brady has played it. you know, So maybe this is what this guy needs to put up all pro numbers. Maybe he goes up there and he cleans up. I'd like to think so. I'm not, I'm not the hugest New England fan. But 
you know, I, I think I think he excels up there. I actually do. They don't have a lot of other options, so he's going to no, be look, it, he's going to be looking his way until there's uh, a chance he plays this weekend. Uh, oh, he's playing this weekend for sure. <laughs> the, the, they, don't, a chance. They, don't, they don't have. They don't. And they when does Amendola come back? Doesn't is, was it Amendola that was hurt? They dumped him, didn't they? Yeah, Amendola's no, not not Amendola. Who's Edelman. Edelman. Edelman right. Well, Edelman's suspended. Right. For so the first four games. Okay. So this and, is only week three, so he's still out. And that's controlled substance, right, or something, or like. Yeah. Right. That's the whole did Alex Guerrero give him steroids thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, let me introduce you to Brian Tucker. Brian Tucker is from Henrico County, Virginia, and his property shares the road with a bus stop and didn't want kids walking on his grass. So Mr. Tucker put up an electric fence. Good. To shock the kids if they got too close to his lawn. Wow. <laughs> That's how you do that it. That mother Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> he is not in violation of any county codes, and the kids are now... Trying to avoid the fence. Wow, shocking results going on in the Tucker yeah. Ranch. Are you All about right. to read some shameless promo? Yeah, right well, now? you only got, uh, we got a minute and we got to have, this is going to be the last break. So we're going to have an extended break. ESPN Syracuse is now on your smart speaker. Uh, just search ESPN Syracuse on your Alexa app, click enable, and you then have the Syracuse ESPN skill and just say, Alexa. Play ESPN Syracuse. And it will. Like, Can't you just magic. say, Alexa, play the Daniel Baldwin show? Can you say that to Alexa? No. App sucks. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I want right, to leave got... you with this to think about before we come back from the break. I want you to we're contemplate not, this. We're not coming back from the break. We're not coming back no, at all. No, this is going to end. We're doing nothing. Week. We're no. going to just drop nine minutes. You, yes, we've got nine minutes of okay. break left. <laughs> Syria accidentally shot down a Russian military plane. Now, I just want to digest this for a minute together before we go off the air. Syria accidentally shot down. Shouldn't you say mistakenly shot down because how do you accidentally shoot torpedoes at a at a plane and say it's an accident you didn't accidentally and how do you explain that it's friendly fire too because they're on the same right side. so you call me hey you know that plane looked awful american <laughs> to me man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that plane looked really american this afghan weed sick <clears throat> <laughs> and they shot the bad boy down and that's blew a it big up. whoops that's a Big whoops. It's like telling Gump he can't come into work. Oh, my goodness. I think Gump's coming in tomorrow myself. I think he comes in and defies you. If he wants to come <laughs> and not get paid, I'm fine. I'll pay Gump. Okay. I'll pay him his overtime. we got 10 seconds. we got 10 Everybody seconds. Everybody have a good night. Joshy, great to have you on the show, man. You should come in more often, not just wait till once a week. Hey. It gives a real sports sensibility to the show. Because <laughs> a little me, respect. Maybe I'll be around anything. more. Thanks for having yeah, me, Yeah, man. Guys. You can always come on. And uh, 